Do you remember what I texted you? No. It was like the anniversary of your father's death. I didn't know this. And I said, Luke, I am your father. <gasps> oh. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. This one is especially imperfect because, and this is something I've never done before, I'm releasing the interview basically as is. Like, I'm not doing any editing. And the reason for that, well, there's a few reasons. Uh, firstly, my guests, they're just great. Great screen presence, <laughs> microphone presence. I don't know, but it, the whole interview is just gold, and I am really, really excited for you to do um, to listen. The second reason that I am releasing it unedited is because I have the video of our conversation recorded, and I'm going to upload it to YouTube so you can listen and watch the podcast. Um, I've never done this before never published any of the videos and I don't know how to use YouTube or whatever so uh, just bear with me but it's just so good and I want y'all to see it uh, link is in the show notes anyway um, <laughs> this has been a really strange week for me because um, oh I'm Christina by the way I, I normally say my name in the intro um, I basically got laid off from my job this week no real warning i had gotten a disciplinary email like a month prior giving like telling me what i could do better and i've i thought i was doing okay but um yeah it's they laid me off and since then I, i've had a few different responses uh, the day of i was very numb and really resilient to people's pity because in the moment, like getting laid off is one of the most shameful things that can happen uh, in the w corporate world, at least. Like, it really hurts. My mom and my sister Caroline, they took me to get my first pedicure ever in my life. <laughs> so that definitely helped. Um, but since then, like my other response has just been relief. I feel like a burden's been lifted off my shoulder. And th this, when I talk poorly of this job, I want you to remember that I'm very grateful for that job and they treated me really well. Like, I'm not here to shit on that job, but, um, <sighs> Fang, you are so photogenic. Oh my God, he's just like staring at me. <gasps> Fang, oh my God, I have to take a picture. Fang. <laughs> All right, I took a, a funny picture for the podcast. Uh, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, I feel relieved. That job was never a good fit for me. Um, so yeah, when I when I talk poorly of it, it's just like not personal. But yeah, I was really pissed at first, really sad, really anxious, and honestly, the anxiety is what stuck with me. Um, I have been super productive since that day. I updated my website and my resume and um i'm really fucking proud of it if you, if you, you want to see my personal website you can go to christinajumper.com 
And yeah, that's kind of where I put all my art, art, all my writing, and then of course this podcast is on there. But um, I've been productive, but I also have fallen prey to um, self-pity and like self-medication. I'll be honest, at this very moment, I am uh, self-medicating with a cannabis product. (laughs) To me, it's all about harm reduction, right? Not that cannabis is harmful, but if this is preventing me from, say, binging and purging, I would take this over that in an instant. So whatever y'all are doing to survive, just do it. Um, So yeah, if you want to hear more details about my being laid off, you can go to my most recent audio journal on the uh, on the Instagram, and you can listen to me talk about it more. Um, but that's enough of that sad talk. I just cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview with the hosts of Well That Fucked Me Up. It's a show where they interview survivors of extraordinary trauma, really, and it's great. They do an episode where they interview the person, then they do another smaller episode where they kind of talk about like they break down her story even more and it's just it's just really good but yeah watch this interview on youtube like right now you can go click the link and start from you know whatever minute mark this is (laughs) um but yeah i hope you'll have a great week and please stay safe out there just just don't do anything i wouldn't do yeah, go, go, go. How's our sound? What's that? How's our audio? How's our audio? Do we sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, we've got a microphone up here. I've made an a yeah. upside down boom out of an old trash can. So oh, don't worry about lovely. it. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about it at all. I, I feel great. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put you on my 5G um instead of my 2G. So you are gonna have to hang in there for two seconds because then we won't cut out. Unacceptable. Two G is um, shit, and five G is good. Although in my house, five G never works, and two G is much better. So ah, it's the go. same. It's the same yeah. with my parents' house, actually. I, I feel like the yeah. the five G yeah. never lives up to expectation. Can we just see some lightning in the window behind you, out the door. Yeah, is that possible? Something just flickered. Behind yeah, there's lightning outside. Oh, oh, I love this shit. Yeah, it's like pouring <laughs> rain. There's lightning. I didn't realize you could see it, but yeah, that's my ki- kitchen window behind me. Like you're um, just, it's like you're dialing in from a live show of Phantom of the Opera in your living room. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah I, I never knew that was my life goal, but uh, you know, yeah. it, it's happening. How are you two today? Good. We're really good. I just come off like back to back work calls, work calls work calls very good very exciting projects that i'm doing with my with my job um my, my day job i told kyle to get around here earlier so we could hang out but all he's done is sit on the sofa and look at the internet while i've talked nonsense to people on conference calls so. usually oh. what yeah so. my apologies no it's been it's good i keep trying to change uh, change the volume on our side but then i realize this isn't our podcast this is your podcast and we <laughs> care about the, about the volume levels yeah how's, I, it going? how's pickles and vodka you had a break good. Right? um i had a break while i moved across the country and dealt with a lot of mental health shit um yeah. but things are okay now i mean 
they're okay and they're not okay. Like I'm still dealing with stuff, but I feel stable now and I can, I'm like really excited to get back into it. How's it being closer to your parents? Is that working out for you? Uh, it's, it's good. I, um, I moved out at 18 and I, I mean, you guys know my story. I told yeah. you on your podcast, <laughs> I, I feel like we're just launching into conversation and the listeners know like absolutely nothing. I don't care though. This is just like catching up time. Um, yeah, yeah it's good. Um, so yeah, what I was saying, I never valued it as much as I do now. Um, I, uh, I always no. tried my best to stay far away from them, but now that I'm here, they're like 20 minutes away. So it's like the perfect amount of That's distance. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 And, um, four of my six siblings live here as well. So, oh, um, yeah, four of your six siblings. Wow. Where are yeah. the other two? Uh, one Guam and Indiana. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh my God. I yeah. see the lightning now. I see the lightning yeah. now behind yeah. me. That's insane. Yeah. I see uh, it the whole time. The listeners can't see, but there's behind me, you can see my kitchen window and there's like insane lightning going on. Yeah. You know, it's funny is like, I love this time of year because it gets closer to like my absolute favorite, which is like fall. Yes. And like adventurous and like Halloween. I don't like it. You don't. Okay. So Luke, you're probably going to disagree with me on this. I think summer is the worst season. Um, yeah, my Correct. birthday's in July, so I, I can say that. Um, I think I call September pre-October. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, I, I agree with Kyle. This is the best time of year. Or like, no, it's, so, uh, I guess in England, winter sucks, <laughs> and it's so fucking dark and cold. You wake up, it's dark. You finish your lunch, dark again. Freezing cold. Everyone's grumpy. Everything's slippery and wet and gross. You can't see anybody. Everyone hates each other. Everyone's killed themselves. Yeah. And everyone's it's... like, another seven months until we see any sort of sunlight ever again. And then everyone's like, bah, 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 barking it's, it's at also each like other. Halloween. It's like forget yeah. it. Halloween in England. People just trying to stab each other. It's not, I'm telling you now, it's not Downton Abbey. It's not the holiday. <laughs> it's not a love actually. It's none of those things with Wait, Hugh Grant. Is okay? it? It's just not. Hugh Grant's like a national treasure. Great. Sure. Well, this is now an anti-England podcast. Um, <laughs> also, you would love Seattle. <laughs> I think I would. It's very blustery and rainy over there is what I hear. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone hates each other. It, it sounds like a, like yeah. Britain, Britain light. But summer in the UK, when we used to have summers before something happened in the Gulf Stream and then winters became summer and everything became winter, there used to be summer and my summer holidays from school were delicious. They were like sunny, unadulterated sun, 75 degrees. That's 27 degrees Celsius for the people that understand temperature <laughs> European way. And you like... could go and sit around swimming pools and sunbathe and everyone sunbathes in the park and you live your life in and around pub gardens. And oh. you're eating delicious food and drinking beer from about 11 o'clock in the morning, which um, admittedly had some major repercussions. <laughs> yes, later we, we, will, we will talk about that. But I'm, I'm enjoying this rant in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, I think I'm done. Summer in the, England, if summer could be summer in England and we could all live in, you know, those nicer parts, it's a, it is a wonderful, wonderful place. But what, what about East London? Sure. Is that a good spot? Sure. Not going not gonna to offend anybody at this stage. <laughs> also, I'm, a, I'm like, just like here in LA, where you're like West Side, East Side, it's exactly the same thing. So like all, we all grew up in West London yeah. and then half of the people moved to East London because they actually wanted a life because in West London, all you do is meet people and have babies. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I just deconnected myself. Okay. I got really excited there. That was funny. Wait, so Luke, you're British? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How could you tell? <laughs> so, okay. Um, for the listeners who just hear these two voices and they can't see you and they might never have heard you, why don't you? This is the first time I've had two guests at once on my podcast. Yay. Congrats. So, I don't know what I'm doing. It might be a little crazy. Fun of it. Oh, it says your microphone is switched to built in microphone. Really? Yeah, it just went, and mine does that the whole time. It dropped out, and then when you went quiet, but it'll sure it'll All come right. back on. Give me, you give me a great s- job. You clearly know what you're doing. So <laughs> now you are. I think the banter's been good so far. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, my pop filter came off. My, my microphone is naked. Ah, naked. Don't, don't, look, don't look for a second. Naked and afraid, your microphone. <laughs> That's the story of my life. Outside in the rain and the lightning. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, very well, actually. My microphone has dressed itself and it's fine. Great. Looks fabulous. Um, Well, well, Kyle, why don't you you kick us off? Yeah, Kyle. Kyle, who are you? Who are you? My name's Kyle Wise. I uh, am 6'4", I'm a Libra, I enjoy long walks on the beach. And <laughs> this is a dating Pouch podcast as well, did we not yeah. mention that? Yeah. Wait, we'll, 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 give, we'll give out your number at the end of this. <laughs> was it Dahmer that was on a dating game? Well, he's talking about serial killers already, we barely got started. We, it, this is a previous conversation we were talking, anyways. And I'm Luke Colson, and I'm uh, not a serial e- killer. And not, and I'm equally as tall, and I'm a Gemini. But to um, to bring this full circle, Kyle and I are, uh, I was about to say one half of, but t- together we make the whole of our podcast. Well, that fucked me up, which is all about um, surviving life-changing events and experiences. And that's how we know you, yes. Christina, because we had you on. I am a huge us- fan of your podcast. Thank you. And um, just to quickly finish the plug, uh, everyone and anyone really, we think, has probably got a reason to be on the podcast. But we now we do have a filter because some people's stories just aren't up to up to scratch, you know. They're it not really fucked up enough? Be- no, then, well, it didn't <laughs> fuck them up enough. We did, didn't fuck them up enough, but what we want, what we try and get from the podcast, it's not just a podcast to hear people's terrible, awful, traumatic stories and then point and laugh at them. It's to hear their stories and how they rose from them and how they got out of them and the tools in which they use to seek enlightenment and recovery, um, I think is probably a good way to, to put it. Not unlike your story. Yeah, not unlike well, your I, I'm still fucked up, but I'm uh, yeah. fucked up in a different way than I used to be. <laughs> Well, I think the fact you're talking about it and you're openly talking about it is in itself the journey of recovery, if I'm not mistaken. That's the only way to be, I found. I, I think, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't talk about it. I mean, yeah. Well, that, so when, I'm, I'm curious about the history of your podcast, but I'm also curious about the, your individual stories and how you met mm. and how you are fucked up in your own special ways. Um, and I, and since this is the first time I've had two guests on, I don't really know how to do this. So do you want to just go like one at a time? We can probably ad lib the whole thing. We feed off each other too. Yes. Um, can I ask first, Kyle, can you back up a little tiny bit? Cause your voice is louder and deeper and it's like harder to hear. Say something, say something. We feed off each other now. 
Okay, that's that's a little better. There's a little bit of echo, but it's. But because yeah. he's far away from the microphone, he's now shouting. So, <laughs> <laughs> one thing you'll realize with Kyle after a few years is that you have to treat him almost like he's a little he's a little brother. Yeah, that's how I treat him, and that's why we get on so well. That's not true, actually. Sometimes he treats me like I'm his little brother because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but we met um, through Dave Campbell. We met through a mutual friend, and. Um, we also met uh, through the fact that we had been through, we met in a kind of a, a through a group of friends who um, we found that we had a lot in common, Kyle and I, in that we had been through some extremely shit and traumatic stuff and had a, a lot and an ability to just talk to each other like. We just hit it off, didn't we? Yeah. Very, very quickly. And I think it's like we both love scary movies. Yes. We st it started out with like horror movies, and and you know, just Luke was like one of the most honest people I'd ever talked to. I was like, "How's your day going?" And where most people would be like, "Oh, it's fine." Luke would be like, "Absolute shite, man." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Tell me about it." Yeah. And I'll tell you about. It. And we love that. Yeah. So we've developed a very sort of real and honest relationship in terms of just a guy friendship where we just felt okay and comfortable and easy. I had to laugh and in a humorous way, just to talk about all the terrible things. It's probably okay to say at this point that we met at a time where both of us had decided to stop drinking and stop mm. doing all of the, the interesting vices that one might partake in over the course of the Kyle, why are you laughing right now? Oh, uh, because every time we talk about that time, it just reminds me of like all the just the litany of shit that I did to get me to quit drinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's basically he's laughing because he's having a traumatic flashback. Yeah. <laughs> That's his reaction. So um so we kind of, we kind of embarked on a journey of sobriety together. Um and with that came up all of the shit that happens when you stop self-medicating with um, something that you had become heavily reliant on, is fair yeah. to say. Yeah, it's like you're forced to deal with your quote-unquote demons. Dude, yeah. this is a huge theme of the podcast lately. I feel like the last three people I've talked to have, there's been a theme of dealing with, like, you think your problems are going to get better when you get sober or whatever, but it like you're forced to take that hard look at yourself, like you said, mm -hmm. and it, it just becomes yeah. even shittier. Yeah, it well, it definitely it definitely becomes rough for a while because really what you're doing is you're turning off that you're turning off the medication yeah. and you're going cold turkey. I guess yeah. it doesn't so, get shittier, but you see the shit clearer. Well, you pro start to process it for the first time in however yeah. long you haven't been processing it for. And so, uh, and. Our stories are very different. I mean, Kyle, if you want to talk about- Well, let's about... start. What year did you meet? Like, how long have you guys been friends? Five years, six years, five years, five years. Okay, okay. And- um... it's, like, it's the quality, not the quantity. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like you're my best friend. So, yeah. but it's just like, it's compounded. And I feel like I've known you my whole life. When Kyle starts to tell a story, I feel like I've known him for a really fucking long time. And you're yeah. both in California? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And right now we're in the same place. We're in Venice. 
way. Oh, Kyle exciting. Came Kyle came over for a coffee so we could do this podcast in the same room, but I, I was on calls and we barely spoke to each yeah. other before we hopped on. And I moved literally five minutes down the street. Yeah. Oh, wow. That'll be interesting for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really great, actually. It's totally awesome. So, okay, Kyle, tell me about your life pre-Luke and pre-sobriety. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. No pressure. Uh, I grew up in a very, you know, so my mom started listening to the podcast. So I have to like started censoring like that's interesting when you uh, know i gave up censoring myself a yeah. lot my mom right. listens to the podcast but now Good. she knows to skip it if right. it's a, if you it's a subject she that. doesn't you like also you can also like just not mention people yeah you can just talk about like a and you know there's there's also such thing as editing yeah yeah true okay i can so bleep out I, all the names <laughs> just kidding I, I grew up um in a pretty uh challenging situation um with my family that had their own demons. Um, they weren't necessarily bad people. They just, you know, like most of us, um, weren't given the tools to, you know, heal themselves until much later on in life. Um, and with that, um, there, there was a, a person outside of the family who uh, for basically raped and tortured me from like yeah. six to 12. And that, needless to say, fucked me up. And I, I started running with a crew that uh, of street toughs, um, performing a variety of crimes. <laughs> I love that you use. The I word. love the Perform. ambiguity of this. Yeah, <laughs> performing street um, crimes. <laughs> Da -da, just killed someone. No, I, I, I feel like we all deal with trauma by like laughing. And I feel like someone's going to listen to this and we're talking about all these terrible things. We're just laughing. Yeah. It's like well, we, we should say that we, we don't take these topics lightly. And I yeah. have to say with our podcast, there is an element of lighthearted humor to it, but we are, doesn't mean that we're, you know, I think the fact that Kyle and I come from our own backgrounds of trauma and have, and the gravity of such trauma as well, it's important that people know that we're definitely not like trying to make light. We're, we are kind of trying to make light out of it. We're not trying to make it into a joke. It's yes. just that. Yeah. It's like when Carl just started talking then and, you know, I suddenly go back into my like, oh yeah, this stuff happened. And it, you know, it, it hits me and it becomes very emotive, but then at five minutes later, we'll find he'll say something like performing street crime. And then, <laughs> you know, we're back into the land of laughing again. Yeah. So back to the street crimes. Uh, and, you know, I think it was, you know, I've been in therapy now, and, and actually now I work with uh, kids who are in um, difficult situations uh, as part of a, a boxing outreach. Oh, cool. To kind of help, because I wasn't a bad kid. I don't think there are many truly evil people. I think I was just hurting, and I was like, this will never happen to me again, and I'm going to surround myself with people who won't take any shit because this will never happen to me because I'm really just a scared kid. Yeah. Running equally scared kids. Um, and I also at this time developed a love for the arts and my path kind of led me to LA, but unfortunately my drinking and drugging and just general fuckery came with it. <laughs> 
As it does. As it does. And um, I ended up getting a, the role of a lifetime, really, or what they call a breakout role. And long story short, I drank myself out of a job um, in the most epic way. Oh, well, now, <laughs> now you have to talk about it. I won't mention the studio, but they definitely like found me passed out of my trailer and they were like, fuck this guy. Mm. We gave you this opportunity. Get the fuck off the lot. Mm. And honestly, one that movie bombed, not going to say because I wasn't in it, but I'm yeah. just saying like, you know, thank God. it Because mm. I think it would have yeah, pill to swallow. Yeah, I think it would have yeah. hurt a little bit more if it was like Hamilton or fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the person who was in your role was now like the biggest celebrity. Yeah. In yeah. His name is Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Weird, but... <laughs> you could have been Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper, isn't he an alcoholic too? Or was oh, yeah. That... yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so, but it, it was like one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because I finally was able to hit rock bottom and be like, I'm an alcoholic and I can't do this anymore. And then I was. The rest is history. Yeah. The, the, I, that brings up the point of self sabotage. I'm actually really interested in. I feel like. Personally, with me, whenever I get good opportunities, I kind of fuck it all up. And I'm, it happens often enough that I'm wondering, like, is this something I do intentionally? I'm mm. wondering if you can, like, to get to that rock bottom, because that's the only way I'll get help. You know what I mean? Like, can, you can you two relate like, to that? He's been uh, witness to most of my self-sabotage. Yeah. Even in some right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luke, I see you smirking like, over there. Like, wow, you have a really good opportunity here. I'm like, yes, yeah. but... I'm going to go do this thing. I'll say to Kyle, keep your fucking mouth shut. We're not to swear on your podcast. Oh, so. yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so Otherwise, I'll, my work would be cut out for me. Yeah, I was going to say, really short podcast. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. Uh, <laughs> I said to Kyle, keep your mouth, keep your fucking mouth shut and stay out of other people's way. Stay out of your own way. Just three simple things to remember. And I'll be, I'll, he'll, he'll be like, so he'll call me up like, you got a second. I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of the three did you do? It's like, well, I, I open my mouth and then like, I fucked this, you know, I, I said the wrong thing to this thing and I fucked this person off and now I lost my job. I'm like, okay, good, really yeah. good. It's, 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 it's funny because it's like, it's like low hanging fruit. And so if somebody's acting a certain way and they're like, just right there. And I'm like, uh, it's like hard. I just want to like call them out. And I'm like, I, I need that British composure where it's like, <laughs> Well, hold on a second. Good day to you, sir. No, no, because I'm, listen, I'm the same as you. And I, it comes with training. Because yeah. all the stuff that I tell you not to do, that's literally, I put the phone down and then go and do it myself. <laughs> so I'm a total hypocrite. But well, what are bigger brothers for? <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. But bit by bit, but to your point, the self-sabotage, it's, yeah, I think a lot of us, do do that and I think that comes from a place of unworthiness or yeah. feeling mm. unworthy like we've kind of got to the bottom of I've got to the root of that for me was I've, this feels a bit too good my subconscious would be like go on fuck it up fuck it up because it's gonna it's gonna fuck up anyway you might as well fuck it up yourself dude it's yeah. like it's like you're dating someone it's like you break up with them before they can break up with you 100%. Yeah. you know it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, get, I get that I think a yeah. lot of people can relate to that yeah I agree 
But back to your story. So you that was when you met Luke in uh, recovery? After? In like a sort of through that circle of humans. Yeah, through a mutual okay. friend. Sort of like I'm meeting a bunch of like sober dudes in a restaurant. I was like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Quite frankly. <laughs> Right. Um, Were you I, in a 12 step program or what kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, we don't talk about it much. It's a funny thing, but I mean, we just, what this is for, uh, we both are and have been for many years. Yeah. And, um, nice. and, uh, and someone specifically said you should meet Kyle. You're, you're gonna, you you guys are very similar. You're very similar people. And I met Kyle and I'm, and this is like tattoo, like, like do like hey and I'm like ah, who says that who's thinking that I'm similar to this guy <laughs> but they were right they were entirely right because like we were saying before as soon as we both started opening our opening our silly mouths we just started like oh how's your day shit terrible this happened oh that I did that yesterday what you did that yesterday I thought that was just me no it's not just you I do it the whole time what about <laughs> And then off we went, and that's been the last five years. Yeah. Oh, that's been, adorable. <laughs> it's been great, hasn't it? Ups and downs. Lots of ups and downs, yeah. Yeah. But I well, think that's, I mean, that's just life. And I think yeah. if you have these kind of addiction things or any, any, I feel like anybody, they're always like high highs and low lows. And, yeah. you know, I think now, last several months we've kind of at least i've kind of evened out where i'm like it's not like i'm winning the lottery but i think that um some there's a whole bunch of ghastly analogies aren't there that people in especially people in recovery they like to say you know it's like well you need to keep your side of the street clean or i almost fought dave from saying that to me yeah i've never heard that actually <laughs> right keep but i've never been to 12-step programs Right, so keep your side of the street clean. Like, basically, like, just deal with your own shit and leave everyone else's <laughs> drama to themselves. Like, uh, that's, like, advice number one for Kyle. Um, <laughs> but um, but also, there's like, this kind of, like, that roller coaster. It's, like, when you're, when you're hooked on drink or drugs or you're mentally unstable or there's a combination of the two, there's no middle ground, and you're not comfortable with the middle ground. Yeah. You're either extremely high or drunk, and you're feeling in some sort of nirvana or peaceful state where you think actually everything's going to be okay. And then Euphoria. there's a god awful low where you're having a heart palpitation, a panic attack, and you think you're going to die until you can start taking drugs or drinking again. And so on and continues. So you've got up, down, up, down, and you know, the lucky ones figure it out. And so what you just said about being on that kind of flat, like more, less, less up and down roller coaster, more like, slightly wavy flat line yeah we're a bit we're a bit um unsettled by that because we're not used to it but actually it's wonderful yeah people don't talk about that like how wonderful the mediocre can be <laughs> yes well, yeah you're gonna argue the point because you miss all that you miss all i that. don't think it's no i i, I hear you <laughs> i digest i agree no i don't think it's mediocre though that's what i'm saying i agree i think it's we are so used to, or I should say me, I am so used to these high highs where I'm like, woo, and then these like bottom low lows where I'm gonna kill myself and kill everyone else. And I think when we get to that middle ground, hmm. we're still like on the upward trajectory, hmm. yeah. but it's not like, 
is there's like a piece to it where we're like, if this happens, great. If it doesn't happen, great. I'm not gonna like fuck with my piece on this. But it yeah. takes a lot. It takes a lot to get. So literally, before we came on, Kyle was sitting in the throne chair behind us, and he said, "You know, ever since we talked a few weeks ago, so he said I feel like I just feel very leveled out, like at peace." And I was like, "Well, dude, I've been feeling like that for the last two years, and that is a miracle." Because for the last two decades before that, I was feeling like the complete and utter hmm. total opposite. Ooh. And I said, enjoy it, like bask in it, because it's, a, yeah. it's an amazing feeling. And talking about the self-sabotage, right at the beginning, when you start to feel like that, you're a bit like, Ugh, I don't like this. This is weird. I'm going to go fuck it up. Like, I'm yeah. going to yeah. fuck it up. That's where I'm at most of the time. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, here's, I mean, that would have been a good segue into your story. Don't care about my story. We can segue whenever we want. This is okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, for me, and I was telling Luke this, it feels like when your life is good, or I should say, undramatic. You know, and you're always wondering, like, it's if you're anything like me, it's like you're kind of looking around. You're like, when's the ball gonna drop? Yes, but here's the thing that I learned that Luke taught me: there is no ball. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just like <laughs> what? <laughs> Was I drunk when I said that? <laughs> life, life isn't black and white. What? Yes, that was genius. I mean, God, I'm clever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can have like, you can have the peace, and you can still have the peace when you're going through some really tough shit. Mm. Because if there's anything from my story and Luke's story, it's that one day when you get to the transcendent peak you will eventually have to climb down the mountain and i promise you when you get to that valley floor you can't go any lower there will always be a bottom that you will be able to come back up to and i feel like the bottom gets less severe every time like if you are on that upward trajectory you know like you um i'm all confused with all these metaphors we're using right now but it's <laughs> <laughs> too many um i love it yeah, my low now is not as low as it used to be, and that can change. I don't think you should take it for granted or anything, but um, well, I well, I yeah, and not life to put has it, lows. Lows are part of life, you know. You're never to gonna be down on it. But I thought between I thought I'd hit, I'd reach my lowest point uh, probably like six years ago, and then I bettered that with an even lower point five years ago, and then about four years ago I like. So so tell us about yeah, your story. I, tell, I won a, the competition of how low you can go. Yeah. And I thought I was done. I thought I was done. I thought I'd had my rock bottom, and then I had another one and another one. So you're and, the the mental health limbo champion. So now I'm like, if there's no, if there's like a mediocre low, it's heaven. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> like so like, um, Luke, talk hmm. about your. Tell people who you are now. Oh, so uh, born in London uh, and. What part of London? Uh, well, like West London, like Chelsea, actually, since you asked. Are you a fan of the Chelsea, Chelsea Football Club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, thanks for asking. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> um, my, my childhood was, I felt a little bit like a, well, I was like a latchkey kid. I don't, I feel like we could kind of just go and do what we wanted at all times. Just spent an, a strange amount of time in the, in the park at the top of the street as a very young child on like, BMXs and skateboards and always getting into trouble. 
always like climbing over the gates at night or setting off fireworks or setting dustbins on fire or um, stealing a th this or that or like egging people's hands, like just real little little shit, you know? Where were Not your par parents at the time? My dad was out a lot. He was just, he was just, he was quite absent. I always feel terrible because he died three years ago and a lot of my traumas come out since his death. A lot of my realization about who I am and how I became to be who I became to be is a lot to do with my childhood. And I feel like my father was very absent. My mum will tell me that he was a loving father, but he was also a bully. And he um, he belittled me and bullied me and emotionally traumatized me um, a lot. Now, I'm skipping forward a little. How was your relationship with him when he died? Um, it was tenuous. It was fine, but it was based around drinking. Okay. You no, know, he drank a lot and that would be what we would do. We would meet up and drink 17 bottles of wine, me and my brother and my dad, and pretend everything was fine. Um, I, I flew over to London when I heard he was in hospital and I did get to see him the day that he died. So oh, that was pretty intense. Um, and my mum was there too. She was fine, but I think that's just what they thought kids did. They just, just went around skateboarding and getting into trouble and- Performing street um, crimes. Performing street crimes. I did. Thankfully, I didn't bump into Kyle and his crew. <laughs> Even though you would have been about two years old. Yeah. Right? Whatever. <laughs> um, so when I was uh, 11 years old, I was out in Said Park with a friend. We got chased by a bunch of crazy people, that, like like hoodlum, as I always call them, like roughnecks, like BMX kids who were trying to steal my bike and my friend's bike, and he came off his bike and he hit his head on a car and he died and oh, um fuck. yeah it's fucking nuts and How old i were you at the time 11 11 oh, years old jesus it was rough and uh it it just that that moment just shaped my entire life my entire being like everything stopped everything stopped dead in its tracks from that moment onwards and i um couldn't i didn't know what to do like i just watched him die you know and it was yeah. really awful and um, I remember ringing on the parents' door and telling them, and then he, I remember the ambulance loading him into the thing and he was dead and blue and his eyes were wide open. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. This is, you know, and to make matters worse, the, the, the I think the parents, you know, they wanted the kids to be held accountable. So I had to take time off school and go to court to see- Are you kidding? Charged with this, with this, with my friend's murder which it was um, ruled um, an accident at the end of the day, because really I don't think anyone at the age of 12 or 13 on a BMX sets out to kill another boy of 11, you know, they just, it was a horrible time. And, you know, yeah. my friend group at that point kind of broke, splintered off and the his parents moved back to France where he was from. And I remember um, being very traumatized by that, like very, very traumatized. Not long after that, my parents got divorced and I blamed myself for their divorce. and the strain and pressure I put on them and I became a bit weird and introvert and which is strange if you hear me now I can't stop talking literally <laughs> um and then 16 17 years old I decided I didn't want to live in the fear and the pain anymore and just started drinking and taking as many drugs as humanly possible and that would see me through a good 20 years but in that time I did art school I got a degree I moved my way up into the world of TV and advertising and successfully, you know, got to the really top of the ladder, really. You know, I run an amazing company now and I was with the biggest visual effects company in the world for 10 years. And so it, I was functioning, but it all came, it just all unraveled uh, not that long ago, you know, just unraveled everything. The wheels came off. My 
my um, marriage ended. My kids got taken away from me. I um, didn't have anywhere to live for a while. And uh, I was a real fucking mess. And it I was, was just... going to ask if anyone knew throughout the whole time, because you, you said you were functioning, but I, yeah. I feel like that word can be used very loosely. They, um, they might well have had a, an idea, but God only knows no one knew when it came to that end. And I was, you know, I'd maxed out all my credit cards on Airbnb and on motels in at like disgusting motels. And I, I called someone at the, you know, I, I honestly believe I was probably about 24 hours away from, from death, from drinking myself to death. And it was like leaving Las Vegas and people came, a couple yeah. of my friends came and they scraped me off the floor of this Airbnb, which is like, I'd, I'd fiddled the Airbnb so I could get in, even though I didn't have any money to pay. My Airbnb rating is not great right now. <laughs> and, um, and they Moral went, of they, the story, Luke has hospital, a bad Airbnb rating. hospital, like detox, drip, you know, I was yeah. fucked. And then that was that. I was like, I thought I had, and I thought, you know, at that point I thought I could, that was what I, I thought drinking was going to get me through all of that stuff, but it nearly took me out. So that was the end of that. That was the last last drink I had. So so have either of you had, uh, had a drink since you stopped initially? Nice. No. Well, I had tried to get sober a few for a few years before that episode. Yeah, that, that's pretty typical, I would that say. Was the icing what? on the cake. Yeah. Wait, what? what? Well, that was the icing on the cake. I think we're threatened oh. with like, threat. I guess threatened with no, it's, with homelessness, no money, and your children being taken away from your custody is normally enough. Although I will say, I've met some people, and that wasn't enough. You know, they needed yeah. like. A- needed like a 10 stretch in jail or something just well that's that's why i i almost don't like to say rock bottom because i feel like your rock bottom is always shifting lower and lower Mm. you know like what was my rock bottom a few years ago is no longer my rock bottom it's like you tell yourself oh that'll never happen to me and then it happens and you're like okay well well, that'll never happen to me yes well to bring it full circle to back to kyle he was one of the first people i met once i came out you know into the into the wild at like two days, three days after. Do you remember what I texted you? No. It was like the anniversary of your father's death. I didn't know this. And I said, Luke, I am your father. Oh, because you were like, trying to be like Star Wars. Yeah. And then he's like, then I get a text because we were on a group text and I get a text, like a bunch of text messages like, you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a Talk very good comedic that timing. The first interaction I ever had with my best friend. That's why I always say to Kyle, stop talking, think before you say anything. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. So just, just to clarify, so that was the first thing you ever texted him. A few days after his father died, you said, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible that you're still friends. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about an icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was your response, Luke? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so now I need to know, like, what, where did you, how did you proceed after that? Well, I think it was fine. Yeah. I think it was just, I understood. Somebody pulled me aside and was like, it was like, you know, is... I was trying to make a Star Wars joke and I would be like, yeah, but not on the anniversary of my father's death. Let's try that. Let's That's... try not to do that again. Wow. But yeah, so it was, so um, it was that bottom and that crawling out of the hole, like the, the, the depths of despair and darkness and Kyle being there from day one that, we just found that ability to be able to share everything and anything. Because if someone's seen you in your absolutely rawest, kind of darkest, most vulnerable open state, you've got nothing to hide anymore. 
Nothing. Yeah, well, that's why, like, I, I think addicts are the best type of people. I, yeah. I have, all, all my best friends are addicts, and I met a lot of other friends, like, in eating disorder treatment. Like, is the you know, like you said, there's nothing to hide. You don't have to wonder, if is this person who they're saying they are? 100%. Yeah. Just lay it all out on the table. And he was honest and vulnerable with me, and then same, and that's just how we've, like, the normal conversations we have will probably freak other people out sometimes in a yeah. coffee shop or something, you know? So I, I yeah. had a... Had a catch up call with a friend of mine in England who I hadn't spoken to for two years and he was like you're very well you're very open these days you never used to be open I was like I was drunk like I was like drunk and lying to tell you that I was fine when I was miserable and wanted to kill myself so it's sad that that's the norm though like mm -hmm. when you are open that's when people question your uh whether you're okay yeah you know yeah that's true actually well, That's so that brings me to the point of your podcast and like, I mean, it sounds like before that you were very open individually. I mean, like Kyle, what were you like that always or? No, I mean, I, 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 you know, I didn't give a lot um, to people in my view and um, my ex-wife who took me to my first meeting, Hollywood late night, which I don't recommend for your first meeting ever. <laughs> Sounds spicy. Yeah, it's imagine all the people crawling the streets at Hollywood at like one in the morning and they're like, we're going to check this AA mm. meeting. I mean, they're uh -oh. definitely my people, but they're like, it was like my first AA meeting. I was like, I am so fucked. <laughs> I am. That's hilarious. I can only imagine. But shout out to Hollywood Late Night. Um, no, I was, I was pretty like hidden. And then it felt like when I hit my rock bottom, if I told another lie or if I, I felt like I was going to explode. Like I felt like that my soul was dying and, you know, cause you can only explain like, why are you sweating? Like, why are you like mm. pale? Why are you like puking? Uh. Like, mm. And you know, yeah. you can only say, "Oh, I'm sick," or "Oh, this," or yeah, the all lies, the excuses the in the world. I'm oh very my God, familiar. We're all, we're all, we're all resonate. That's yeah. fast. We're all like, "Oh God, the lies." And God the cover bless ups, my ex -wife, the cover ups though. and the lies. Like she could have easily been like, "Fuck you, man," but no, she was like, "I'm going to take you and drive to your meetings." We still got divorced, but like you know. <laughs> Do you, do you still do you still talk yeah. to her? Are you do you still yeah. have like that's good? Yeah, we're actually friends. Nice. And um, that kind of thing sort of bonds you together. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, looking back, like we, I feel like we got married. Like she get married a version of me that wasn't who I am truly. Yeah. You know, and her definite, like, I'm not trying to put her on blast, but, you know, <laughs> she's much happier in the country reading books. And, mm -hmm. and I want to blow off my fucking head if I'm like mm -hmm. anywhere two hours south of LA or, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, sometimes it takes getting married and, you know, making that mistake to realize that you're different people. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't think any all relationships are meant to last forever. That's not a bad thing. And it's not a failure if you end it, you know. Like she enjoys fishing and I can do it for like 10 minutes before I'm like done. Get me off this fucking boat. Like I quite like uh, fishing. Oh, I hate fishing. Sorry, Luke. Are you going to say that? 
Yeah, can I get a number? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you met uh, at the through a mutual friend at your meetings. Now, mm -hmm. when did you start talking about your podcast? Well, that was quite recently, wasn't it? Well, we joked about it. Yeah. It just came about very quickly, didn't it? It was like, we're always talking about what a mess we were. Yeah. And we're always talking about how much better we feel now. And isn't it nice that we were, we can be open about how shit everything was and sometimes is, but how with the right people around you and the right mentality, you know, things can get a bit better. Yeah. And so I thought, well, why don't we, we're like, God, there's probably like a million and one people out there with similar stories. And I think initially we were a bit scared that it was going to be like a, like a recovery podcast. Cause I said, what yeah. we don't want it to be is we don't want it to be two dudes emoting, two dudes being vulnerable and talking about recovery, because actually what we found out is that some of them are right. Some of some of the stories are about recovery, but some of the stories are about recovery from addiction and alcoholism that came off the back of a traumatic event. Some of them are about recovery from um, phobias or or uh, accidents or whatever. But what we found is every really everyone's story takes exactly the same path, which is like. Mm -hmm. So anyway, to 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 go back a bit, I said. We, firstly, we came out the title. It was like, let's just call our podcast. God, that fucked me up. <laughs> and we thought it was so funny. It's like, how can we never, how can we ever not publish a podcast that's cool? Yeah. But, and it's thought, great because it's all encompassing. Everything. Yeah. And when we have guests on, they're like, they're like, wait, when, when do I start talking about my, well, that fucked me up moment. And it's become like a whole, like, you know, like whole thing now. And um so then I was like, oh, are we really going to do this? Like, sure, let's figure it out. And, you know, I mean, you know, because you do your own podcast and once, and I'm, I'm not technical and Carl's not technical. And I still type like this. Yeah. With like two, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I watch so, YouTube videos for everything. I yeah, just figured so it out. Yeah. And I'm like, and by the way, I'm so proud of us that we have like an actual yeah. real life podcast, which is like a real life thing that's like has some longevity and people Fuck, know yeah. about and, you know, it's, and it's only six months, we're only six months in. So honestly, our podcast came into fruition seven months ago. And That's we're insane. Yeah. So we, we, we spent a month figuring out. Also, we have one of my neighbor and friend, Christopher was in a uh, surfing accident three years ago. And we were like, we'll start with Christopher because he's paralyzed from the neck down. He's got a great story. Yeah. And he, yeah, was, he definitely sounds like he's fucked up. And he was happy. And he was happy to do his he's story. Like the most positive dude. Yeah, he's like, I've been given a second chance and this is my life and I see everything more clearly. It's like, what? Oh, those people make me feel like such shit for my problems. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> the, 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 it's like we, I've spoken to people about our podcast who are like, I can't listen to I can't listen to it. I can't deal with the pain of those people. I can't deal with what some of those people went through. I'm like, but are you, are you staying till the end? Because if you listen to the first 20 minutes of an episode, it's rough. It's yeah. rough. It's rough going, but if you stay to the for the last twenty minutes, it's fucking amazing. It's epic. It's enlightening. It's inspiring, and it's and it's emotional in a good way. And oh no, I've, I've never made it that far. It's like well, <laughs> <laughs> the point. Well, and not everyone is recovered, right? Like I, yeah, I think or, we need to say that way. it's not all people who have figured it out, and that's the beauty of it. Correct. It's on the people who are on the way, or people who have put that thing behind them, or are in the process of figuring, you know, figuring it out, and. Well, that one dude had it figured out. Which, what dude? 
the guy who was like, you know, I had some people over and they wouldn't leave, and that really bothered me. Yeah, and we had a guest who um, he we've had done two interviews that we haven't gone live with. One of them was a cop. Uh, he was a, oh, was like a, a bent copper who basically was just on the podcast to try and clear his name. Jesus Christ! And I was like, I am I am wading into like a fucking court lawsuit yeah. right here. Like this, I can't go live with this guy. And he's like, and to, these guys, to these guys that put me down and to my haters and they are, and he started naming all these people. I'm like, this is like, I'm, this is like the beginning of a movie, which <laughs> doesn't end well. Yeah. Right? Like you being chased through the be street. Like fucking gunshots through the window of my apartment. And I'd be like, get down. Like, yeah, that's, that's not really lightning behind me. It's, it's yeah, people yeah, firing. Right? <laughs> and, then to, and then what Carl was saying, we interviewed this other guy who was like, there's nothing wrong with him. It's like, there's, there's no story. It's like, I thought I had a drinking problem, but I didn't. We're like, okay. cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. That sounds <laughs> bad. That sounds like gatekeeping, but like, like, yeah. And I had this party and everyone was getting drugs. And I was like, no, man, no, no, I don't do drugs. And we were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So they left and we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Luke and I would have been like, all the drugs you brought, what the fuck's wrong yeah. with you? We're like, what happened? Who died? Where's the good bits? <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. We got rid of the body. Yeah. yeah. And then it finished, didn't it? Yeah. And we were like, Kyle and I were like. So what fucked him up? Yeah. We were like, what's the, where's the bit? But then he started plugging his like website and his. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I, I might not include this in the, the final ed version, but like it's, that's the hardest part of screening guests for me. Like I, when I yeah. started, I would take anyone and everyone. Yeah. And that now I'm finding myself in the position of, Ooh, this person's not the best fit. And yeah. I don't know how to but, tell them that. But isn't that nice that you've got to a point where you kind of know your market a bit and you know what you want. And I think that's testament to, you, I think that's, you should be proud of yourself. Well, you this can. is really funny, actually. Um, I, I find some of my guests on Reddit, which is yeah, a, ha same. a haven for, you know, straight white males. Yeah. And I posted, um, with all, everything going on in Texas recently, and, you know, reproductive health is really important to me. I'm pro-choice and all that. I posted, I very carefully worded it as to not be offensive. I said, I would like to hear stories of people who have either had abortions or they're very knowledgeable on the topic. Uh, I want to approach the topic with respect. I don't want it to be a political thing. I just want to hear your stories. Eight comments from straight white men saying, yeah. I'll do it. And I'm just like, yeah. did I not, was I not clear enough? Yeah, yeah. Like, no more. Not one guy, one guy was literally like, "I'm not, I'm pr not pro-choice, but I'll talk if you want me to." I was like, "What?" Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think a lot of people, um, they strangely, I think a lot. Of, I understand that people. So what we find is that a lot of the guests have, in their turnaround or in their survival story, they've started a business or they've started a website, and that's great. Bring it yeah, on. Marketing it's is hard. Yeah, because, promotion is hard. It's, yeah, because, it's a necessity. But also, if they have a story to tell and they can help people, it's like, oh, my husband stabbed me and oh I didn't know God, how to leave yeah. him. But then I figured out that if I did this, 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 I did, and I found the power, and now I help other women leave their abusive. I'm not going to, I'd be like, sorry, that's. I'm going to have to cut you off there. That's amazing. Yeah, like, that's gonna, amazing. The point of our podcast is to cross share tips and help and put people in touch with people and they hear the story and like, oh my God, that's exactly. my story. And then, you know, but yeah. some people, you're right, they come on and there's nothing, there's got, they don't have a story. They don't have a, can I just uh, plug www.lukesawesome.com? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this isn't, it's not. Lukeiamyourfather.com. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm trying to think of a way to wrap this up. I'm just having fun, honestly. Well, let's see. Um, where, what is next for y'all? Like, what are where are you at with your recovery and um, your podcast and everything? That's a good. That's a good wrap up question. Carl, you go first. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, going back to school. Oh yeah. Thinking about going to law school. Maybe Kyle Wise, attorney for the people. Hell yeah. Oh, Luke, what, what is that face you're making? Are, are I'm you... not making It's a non-judgmental face. I believe in him being an attorney. I just wasn't too sure about his tagline. <laughs> was, uh, attorney for the people? Yeah, attorney for Kyle the fuck Wise. up. Kyle Wise, I am your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find out your father legally. Oh, yeah, it could be something to do with that. Oh, we'll, we'll put a pen in that. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll, I mean, you, have some, you have a few years to work on it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... I don't know. I think it's fascinating. I think it kind of plays into my strength of calling people out on their, what I think they're so oh, definitely to do that. Yeah. And then do it le in the legal system. I think I would do really well. Oh, yeah. Paid, paid net, basically. yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, That's amazing. Then, uh, um, podcast. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm podcast. Just... We're going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, we're six months in. It doesn't feel like six months. It feels like, I don't know, we've learned so much. We've just yeah. learned so much. And we, I had to put like pilot in big capital letters on our first two episodes because they sounded, they, they were terrible. I mean, you oh, can- you don't know, get me started. Yeah, I know the feeling. Like, who, are they, who is that? Who are those fucking idiots, you know? But now we've got a little bit more kind of, we understand our, a bit more about our purpose and what we're trying to give to the listeners and understand growth and- you know what why people keep coming back i guess keep coming back that's funny it's a beautiful experience <laughs> um, like you learn so much about yourself and other people and uh, take yeah. away take away from this episode start a podcast y'all <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 awesome it really is and i think and um, we're getting through this year with our just us just uh, just however we've done it it'll be 52 episodes it will be quite an extraordinary feat every single episode being totally different yet very similar in the inspirational story that you take away from it. And then I think we're going to just, I might put a little bit of money and just, just up the, just up it a little bit, just give it a little yeah. bit of a, get a, oh, a little I'll jingle, a little jingle, like, like $10 in each. Yeah. <laughs> and then do just plus it up a bit. See if we can yeah. get like a decent, some decent sponsorship and, you yes. know, just, I think we deserve that. I think we yeah. deserve to do that. And um, our audience deserves it. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's at this point that we should say also that one of the reasons why we set up the podcast is because we were absolutely convinced that we'd find somebody that had been attacked by an alligator. Yes, lived to tell the tale. I did if not you, see that coming. No, if you know anybody, <laughs> we haven't. All your listeners, if you know anybody who, I keep forgetting our email address. No, Debbie, <laughs> make sure you put it in the notes. Okay. Look in the notes to email us. If you know anyone who's been attacked by an alligator, I'll even settle for a crocodile. <laughs> what about, what about a, a Gila monster? A what? A Gila monster. What is, is that? that? Look it up. <laughs> it's, it's like that. a little, it's like a, I don't even know. It's like a Komodo dragon, but different. Yes. I mean, let's be honest with you. That's going to be a little bit like the guy that had the drinking problem, but didn't. It's like I got attacked by a, like a giant lizard. It's like, nope. Sorry, 
Because it started because we were talking about flooding in Florida, and that movie came out called Crawl with. Oh my god, I'm too scared to see that. I yeah. love horror movies, by the way. I'm I, with you guys, but I just but now there's fucking alligators coming for. Yeah, and I was like, this is awesome. And then we started thinking. I was like, we should find somebody. So now on Instagram, I send them all these videos of yeah. people getting attacked. Hey, that person is out there, and um, yeah. I I will lie and wait for that episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for um, having us on. Of course, this was so much fun. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Um, yeah, same. We did yeah. try, didn't we? And then you moved, and then I cancelled, and then we just flat out both forgot. Once. We both forgot on the same day. That was epic. Uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys are amazing. I, I support everything I just, you do. I just and want to say. You look a million times better from when we saw you last. Like yeah. keep doing whatever you're doing. Thanks. Uh, I'm I'm still struggling a lot, but things are getting better. Like my quality of life is way better here. Like moving here was the right decision. So thank you're you so laughing. much. Yeah, thank you, you are. Well, that's we know her now. We're like yeah. friends. We broke the yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, we're buds. Yeah. Well, you can come when we do season two, which starts in January. You're coming on for. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll be fucked up in new ways, so. Just, any, just, just throw yourself into an alligator pit in the meantime. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. if, will I get a settlement? Yeah, maybe. We can figure it out. We'll get some Ky- good Kyle can represent that. me. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, this all right, all, y'all. This is full circle. You guys have a great night. Bye. 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 Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pickles and Vodka. If you can relate to anything we talked about, you can follow the podcast at Pickles and Vodka Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook by typing in Pickles and Vodka Podcast. You can also email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com if you have any stories or if you just want to say hi. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe.